We've got Rangers, we've got Flames, and we've got a very special crossover edition between Locked On New York Rangers and Locked On Calgary Flames right now on Locked On. All right, welcome back, Ranger fans, Flame fans, general hockey fans. This is John Chick with Locked On New York Rangers, joined by my good friend, Jess Belmasto of Locked On Calgary Flames for a special preview crossover episode here. And uh, Jess, you know, looking at the Ranger uh, five-game road trip that is currently uh, in swing right now, the one game that really stood out for me was this matchup against the Flames, largely due to what we saw last season, just a crazy couple of games. I mean, you know, big hits, fighting, overtime winners, it pretty much had it all. Uh, just your take on what's kind of become uh, an out-of-nowhere rivalry here between the Rangers and Flames. I was honestly very shocked uh, when Chris Tanev decided to uh, drop gloves with Jacob Truba, mainly because he that was his second career fight, I believe. Um, so, I mean, it's fun to see the physicality and, you know, two, I mean, really the Rangers, I think, are more competitive than the Flames at the moment, but... You know, two teams that just, they're hungry to win. And it's fun. It makes, you know, those late nights on the East Coast, watching that, it makes it more entertaining and less of a, oh, I can't believe I'm up until 11 o'clock watching hockey. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. These uh, these West Coast trips can be a little bit of a grind. And, of course, with Calgary, I mean, you're used <laughs> to, you know, pretty much staying up late for all their games at this point. But, um, yeah, no, it's definitely a challenge. But uh, to your point, yeah, Rangers and Flames, um, you know, the the temperature definitely rose last season. I mean, do you think we'll see something similar this year in terms of, like, I mean, do we end up getting a fight in this game? We'll do some predictions at the end of this show. But the, the one I got to get to now is, um, you know, any fisticuffs, any physicality? What, what are we expecting here from this game? I think that the Flames are very frustrated with themselves and their performance. These uh, – they just came back from a five-game road trip as well. So I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if they start making mistakes. I would say that Kadri is probably the first one that's going to let his temper flare just based on what we've seen so far this season. So I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, that was actually going to be my next question for you is Nazem Kadri, you know, off to a little bit of a slow start this mm-hmm. season, just the one assist, I believe it is, in six games. And yeah. I think he's like a minus eight or something like that. Um, I don't live and die by plus minus, but minus eight this early is is kind of extreme. So, I mean, is there cause for concern here or is this just a player, a good player that's just going through a little bit of a slump right now? It's the lack of chemistry. Um, I, don't, I don't even want to call it that. I Him and Huberto do not play well on the same line together. And we saw a lot of that last year and we saw enough of it to know that We don't need to see any more, but Ryan Huska is trying to get that to work. And unfortunately it's, it's just not working. So I think that this is just a matter of him just finally getting that goal and it'll just be the monkey off his back. And he had a few good shots um, against Detroit where I was like, this is it. So hopefully uh, tonight will be something for him. 
it's it's funny when that happens when you've got you know somebody going through a little bit of a scoring drought and like you know his teammates and even us as fans you almost try to just like will the puck into the net for him and you know it's sometimes it works sooner or later it's going to happen I mean he's too yeah. good of a player to to be held down forever but um yeah I guess just kind of going through it right now but um, is there anyone on the Rangers that's kind of in a similar boat? Um, no, but I would say Mika's a bad job. You know, he's played well, uh, but he doesn't have a goal yet, which is pretty surprising. surprising. Uh, especially when you, uh, you know, you know what an important party is to the power play for the Rangers. Mm -hmm. And I mean, they look to just feed him one timers left and right. You, you would have thought by now he would have connected on one of those. Um, but I don't think he's played poorly. You know, he's got like four or five assists at this point. Um, plays well defensively, big part of the penalty kill. Mm -hmm. So uh, it, it'll come. And the good news is, you know, the Rangers have played well, even without him uh, finding that scoring touch early. So, uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, maybe maybe this is the night uh, against the Flames here for Mika Zibanejad. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's still so early in the season. Like, there, there have been 10 games. It, I think people can kind of take a deep breath and not go into panic mode yet. It's not it's still October. Yeah. It's very easy to have kind of like a knee jerk reaction to certain mm -hmm. things that are happening or certain things that aren't happening this early in the season. But to your point, yeah, I mean, it's still very early and um, you know, obviously a lot of teams kind of trying to figure out who they are and uh, mm -hmm. find their identity. Obviously there's free agents with new teams and guys that were traded with new teams and it takes a little while to, uh, to develop that chemistry. But, you know, speaking of that, I, I wanted to ask you about this in a way it's kind of old news, but uh, obviously, big time wholesale changes for the Flames last offseason. You know, Johnny Gaudreau leaves in free agency. It was one of those things that felt like it could go either way. Him staying or going ends up going to Columbus uh, of all places. And then, uh, of course, you know, the big Matthew Kachuk trade for Huberdeau and Uyghur. Um, Do you feel like, you know, this team has kind of gotten settled since all those things happened? Because, I mean, that that's a crazy amount of things to be happening in the span of like 10 days for your team last yeah. offseason. Yeah. Yeah, uh, last July was, I think, the busiest July I've ever had um, in my all of my life, uh, just yeah. because of all the news. And I think that, you know, a lot of people were prepared for Johnny to stay because that's, like you said, it kind of sounds like it was going to go either way. But I don't know if they've settled in. I think a lot of the commotion from last year really... Uh, set them back in any way of really creating a true locker room vibe because you did have guys that were uh, standing by Sutter in every way. And some guys that like Michael Backlund going toe to toe with him in the locker room. So I think it's, it is just a matter of time. And I know we're going to talk about Ryan Huska, uh, here in a little bit, but I, I do think that his philosophy is a lot different. And the more we see of him, the more they'll settle in. That makes sense. And um, I just also want to like, kind of, uh, if possible, get a feel yeah. for, you know, how the fan base is doing with all this, because, you know, obviously, you know, you, you have a voice and, you know, you're on here locked on flames every day, mm -hmm. but what do you get the sense as far as like the other flames fans? Like, are they taking to guys like Huberto and Uyghur? Or are they kind of like, dude, I wish we had like, like a drill and Kachuk here. Like, like what's that been like for, for the fans? I feel like it's, it's a healthy split. I think that there are some fans who, you know, like they, they still enjoy the game. So they'll go to the dome and whatever, but they, they just want to rebuild. They, they know that 
Kachuk and Gaudreau are gone, and there's no reason to pretend like you're still a Stanley Cup contender or really a, a true playoff team. So I think a lot of people are either like fully just completely negative, like there's no good players on this team, to we just need a little bit more time. So it's a little, a little bit of everything, really. Makes sense. I mean, you know, it, it's hard to get hockey fans, I think, to get uh, 100% of them to agree <laughs> on just about anything. So yeah, and, uh, that, that definitely makes sense. Um, so I figure uh, in just a second, Jess, we can turn our attention to uh, both of our teams obviously have new head coaches and uh, just underway in, you know, a new era for both of our teams mm -hmm. here. Uh, first, though, we definitely want to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked on New York Rangers and Locked on Calgary Flames is brought to you by Game Time. Uh, let's see. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show your total up front, so you know you're getting a great deal without the hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And today's episode of Locked On Rangers and Locked On Flames is also brought to you by Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Artemi Panarin could score 50 goals. Uh, Nazem Kadri could score 50 goals if he picks it up a little bit there for the Flames. <laughs> the Rangers or Flames could hoist the Stanley Cup, and you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy sports, and especially Daily Fantasy Hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether studs like Panarin or McDavid or Ovechkin or McKinnon will record more or less than their Sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL, and you will get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See sleepers, terms of use, for details, and locational availability. All right, and so Jess and I would just like to thank everybody for making Locked On Rangers and Locked On Flames your first listen every day. Both shows are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And uh, so just to keep things rolling here, obviously both of our teams have uh, new bench bosses, Peter Laviolette for the Rangers, Ryan Huska uh, for the Flames. So to kind of just go back to the, the start of this process, I know, you know, Huska has been with the Flames organization for a while. Mm -hmm. Did you did you feel like he was kind of the front runner? Like, was he high on, on your list of, of people that maybe you want to take over uh, the Flames? Just kind of give us a feel for that if you could. Yeah, you know, I think for me, it was truly a toss-up between uh, the Wranglers coach, Mitch Love, who ended up uh, leaving to go to Washington for an assistant coaching position, or Ryan Huska. And um, I truly was fine with either one. Um, I think both of them provide such great insight and 
intelligence and knowledge of the game and the organization as a whole as well uh, to come in and do a good job. And I think so far, Ryan Huska has done a good job. It's He's articulate and he's telling the fans and the media, you know, what they're working on. And I think it's such a great way to kind of gauge like what we can focus on during the game in case, you, you know, you don't just want to watch men on blades skating back and forth. <laughs> this sounds like the exact opposite of Daryl Sutter. Now, obviously, look, I, I can't argue with the man's track record. You know, right. Stanley Cups in LA, great coach. But I, I think, uh, you know, kind of as an outsider looking in, it felt like probably uh, it was time for the curtain to fall as far as, uh, you know, the Daryl Sutter show in, in Calgary. Is that accurate? And and did you and other Flames fans feel yeah. that way? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think the start of the season, it, it, it started tough. No, You know, you're losing two high-end players. You're adjusting and you're never getting your footing. But the coach was, you know it was easy to make excuses at first. And then you could tell that, you know, he, it was just too stubborn. And uh, Brad Tree Living actually tried to fire him during the season. And the Flames owners were like, no, that's my friend. We're not firing him. And well, here we are at the end of October with a new coach. So yeah, maybe that uh, bought him a little bit longer of a shelf life, but it, it couldn't save yeah. him forever, I, I think, maybe, is, is what happened there. But Absolutely. Yeah, um, and it's funny hearing you say that because with Gerard Gallant, it was kind of the same thing. I mean, it was only two years with the Rangers, and yeah. uh, that first season, that that's honestly one of the most fun seasons I've had being a fan of any team in any mm -hmm. sport. Everybody thinks the Rangers are still rebuilding and they're not going to be a playoff team, and he gets them within two wins of going to the finals. Uh, just just a tremendous run there. But, um, yeah, I mean, it felt like uh, kind of like Sutter. Maybe at times Gallant's stubbornness kind of got in his way because, yeah. you know, people would want to see the kids get a, get a bigger role and be in the top six. And he'd try it for a little while, but it wouldn't last for more than a couple of games. And I don't know. It feels like with LaViolette right now that you know, he's had success with young players in the past, and it feels like he's going to give them maybe a little bit more rope than, than Gallant wanted to. But I'll always be appreciative of what Gallant did here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think that uh, that playoff run for the Rangers two years ago, that was so fun to watch. Um, you know, it, it wasn't supposed to happen, and, right. and it did. And yeah. it was – very hard to root against them. Um, and I'm interested to see what comes next because one of the more puzzling things for me, I think was them signing uh, Jonathan Quick over the summer. What what was the reason? Is there so, any purpose to this? Well, a couple of different things. I, for starters, I think Quick, uh, at this point in his career, 37 years old, I, I think he understands the fact that, okay, at this point, like, I'm not a franchise goalie anymore. I, obviously, the dude's a legend, three mm -hmm. Stanley Cups, and, um, you know, for the first two of those, he was basically the guy driving the bus there. So, um, just, just an amazing goalie, amazing talent, slam dunk Hall of Famer. But he wants to continue his career. He's actually from Connecticut, yeah. and um, he, he grew up a Ranger fan. So, I, I get the feeling it's one of those things where, Maybe just everything coming full circle here. I assume he still has family and friends in the area. And, um, you know, hey, he's got a shot. He's got another shot for, you know, another Stanley Cup. Um, and, and for the Rangers, from their point of view, um, they've got cap space issues like 90% of the teams in this league do right now. So 
That being the case, uh, backup goalie is just not an area where you can uh, afford to spend big. And they got him for, I think, like 800K, 825K, somewhere in that ballpark. So um, for me, it works. Um, obviously, he's not in his prime anymore. Um, but he actually played very, very well uh, in this Ranger most recent win in Seattle. They won that game 4-1. to one And uh, Rangers defend very well in front of him. But he made some nice saves, too. So uh, that was good to see. And uh, Jess, I actually had a chance to catch your most recent episode um, a little bit earlier today. And from what I understand, uh, the Flames' backup goalie, obviously not Markstrom. His name escapes me. Of uh, Dan Vladar. That's it. So, obviously, a bit of a shaky performance from him. I got to think we're seeing Markstrom versus Igor for, for this game coming up here, are we not? I believe so. Uh, the Flames were practicing earlier today, and it did look like Markstrom would be getting the start tomorrow, or today, I guess, technically. Um, and thank goodness. Uh, that six to two loss against Detroit was, uh, I don't degrading. It was not fun. It he had no confidence, and that's not something you want to see in any of your players, but especially your goaltender. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's um, you know, it's, it, listening to that episode, it sounds like it's one of those nights where nothing goes right. But it'll be interesting to see how they respond. I feel like there's kind of like a cycle right now where you know, the Rangers played a game against the Predators. And they did not play well at all. They lost 4-1, easily yeah. their worst game of the season. Um, but that was kind of the Predators' bounce-back game because they had just been embarrassed by Edmonton. And now, you know, the Rangers, their most recent game in Seattle, they're looking to bounce back from a really bad performance against Nashville, and they do. And now, like, the Flames are trying to bounce back from <laughs> yeah. a bad performance against the Trades. It's just kind of a weird cycle that's going on right now. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like everyone's just kind of trying to build off of each other and benefiting or uh, – taking shots if you're struggling, but I think the flames will just get all of this out of their system early and they'll be fine. I don't think it's anything like last season. Yeah, uh, that definitely makes sense. It's going to be curious. I'm going to be curious to see how they wrap up this year because it's a team that, you know, for a while had all this buzz and all this hype. And, you know, after last year missing the playoffs, I mean, they could surprise some teams this season. And and those can be, you know, getting back to that Ranger season we were just talking about, those could be the most fun seasons when your team oh, yeah. isn't expected to do much and they really beat expectations. Yeah, absolutely. I think, we, like, that underdog mentality and actually being an underdog and not this, like, we, we're a force to be reckoned with, like, super team like Vegas. Um, it, it does a lot for your team and your locker room, but also everyone that's rooting for you. It's very difficult, at least for me, to root against an underdog. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, that, that definitely makes sense. I'm kind of the same way in a, a lot of different sports. But, uh, Jess, we'll, we'll keep everything rolling in just a second. I figure we'll get into some predictions, talk about some players to watch in this matchup but uh first would you like to let everyone know about uh our sponsor FanDuel yes snap into this NFL season with FanDuel America's number one sports book right now new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet that is $200 in bonus bets win or lose I, uh, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. You can get paid out instantly, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. 
FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, and so we'll go ahead and just keep everything rolling here on Locked on New York Rangers and Locked on Flames. And just a big matchup for me in this game is the Ranger power play against the Flames penalty kill. Uh, obviously, it's early in the season, but Rangers have kind of, uh, at times over these past couple of seasons, had a little bit of an over-reliance on the power play. Mm -hmm. 5v5 has been quite a bit better this season for them. Um, but then the Flames... 95.5 uh, success rate on the penalty kill. And that's unsustainable for a whole season, but it still is very impressive. Um, what, what are you seeing from the Flames PK? Who's kind of brought it on the, the on the penalty kill unit for your, your team there? Yeah, you know, I think the penalty kill the last two or three seasons, I would say, has been just phenomenal. It has been, I believe, at least top five in the league, uh, at least through two of those. But Chris Tanev is one of the best penalty killers, uh, along with Michael Backlund. Both of them have just played so well defensively. I mean, obviously, Chris Tanev, that's your job. But Backlund is a phenomenal two-way player, and him on the penalty kill, it takes a lot of weight off of the other guys. Yeah, for sure. And uh, the Ranger power play, it's kind of been interesting to see how, you know, they've kind of settled on their their two different units. They, they kind of go with what I call the big five, and that's uh, Trocek, Mika, Panarin, Kreider, and Fox. And, you know, they experimented a little bit in the, the preseason games and obviously in training camp as well, but uh, they end up still going with that, that same quintet. And it's one of those things, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Exactly. those players just complement each other so well, and it, it really is a dangerous unit. So that's going to be a very interesting matchup. It's one of those things, you know, special teams are always so big, and uh, that could potentially determine the outcome here uh, in this game. Um, also, this is one of my favorite questions to ask whenever we do these, these crossover episodes. Um, give me, like, an under-the-radar player or two to watch, like somebody that's, like, not really a household name. Maybe Ranger fans aren't really familiar with him, but somebody that's kind of uh, impressed you in the early goings here. I would say Walker Dewar. Um, he has played a majority of his time on the fourth line, and he spent some time with the club last season as well. Uh, but he is he's a fourth-line grinder, a guy just kind of making his way into the NHL. And uh, the fourth line has been fantastic. It's him, AJ Greer, and Adam Rozichka. Really, all three of them are probably my players to watch aside uh, from Jacob Markstrom. But the three of them together just have this fantastic chemistry where they're going both ends of the ice. And it's refreshing after seasons of a weighted down fourth line by 33-year-olds and just players that probably shouldn't have been playing on the fourth line anymore. <laughs> Fair enough. And uh, for the, for the flames fans, I'm going to throw out Will Cooley. Uh, he is a rookie for the Rangers got up for four games last year, but mm -hmm. I think that was just to kind of get him a taste of NHL action, former third round pick and uh, definitely has some upside. If nothing else, he's going to be somebody that goes out there and throws his weight around. And as we were talking about earlier, Jess, this is the kind of game where you know, there could be some nastiness. There could be some physicality there. Uh, could be some carryover from all the bad blood last season. And I just get the feeling if, if that does happen, you might see Will Cooley uh, sticking his nose right into the middle of all that. Yeah. Uh, if that does happen, other than Kadri, I would say that A.J. Greer is probably your other guy uh, that's that's going to be in the thick of things. Um, he – I don't – I can't remember if he got into fights in Boston. He wasn't really with the uh, 
the club that long, but since he's come over, he's been he's been one of the few Flames players that's not afraid to to throw his weight around, which is, again, nice to see. It's a nice refreshing change. Absolutely. And uh is there anything going on, any storyline that's developing right now with the Flames that you can point to that's kind of been like either good or bad that's kind of surprised you uh, thus far out of the gates? And I know it's still early, but any anything that kind of uh, jumps off the page as far as that's concerned? Yeah, Noah Hannafin uh, had t uh, apparently told the team earlier in the summer that he wanted to be traded. He wasn't interested in re-signing. And then Saturday night, Elliot Friedman says, hey, there's, there's some talks, things are getting done. And he met with the media today and Noah Hannafin doesn't really, he's not really a front facing player, I feel like. So for him to talk with the media and kind of uh, smirk and, you know, kind of allude that an extension's getting done, it, it's nice because he is uh, such a strong player for the team. He's a top pairing defenseman with Rasmus Anderson. So to have him on uh, the penalty kill and power play and obviously five on five, just having him there is going to be more beneficial than him leaving. Yeah, for sure. And I, for the Rangers, I got to throw out just the uh, idea that they've actually kept their lines intact for a handful of games this yeah. season. Cause like Jargalant the first year, I thought he was reasonable with it. And then last year he got like really trigger happy when, when it came to shuffling the deck and just moving guys up and down and left and right and all over the place. Um, you know, while I'm talking about that, which do you prefer? Do you, do you like a coach that will kind of stick with the same lines? Through? I mean, eventually you're going to have to make some adjustments, right. but um, do you like a, a coach that, you know, sticks with the same lines for the most part? Or um, do you like kind of mixing it up and getting everybody used to playing with everybody? Because there's there's two schools of thought, that, thought there, but I do like uh, the consistency usually. Yeah. I mean, I personally prefer the consistency just because, again, if it's not broke, we don't need to fix it. I get that, you know, sometimes you are going to have to just adjust and shift players around. Stuff happens. That's fine. But I, I would much rather things stay consistent because – if there is one thing that this Flames team needs, it is consistency. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I figure we can close on this. It's a ton of fun, obviously, doing this crossover episode here. And uh, maybe we can do a little bit later in the season. They they play at MSG in February. Mm -hmm. So uh, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But for now, um, <laughs> any predictions for this game? Do you want to throw out like a final score or anybody to put one in the net for the Flames or anything off the wall that you just want to toss out there? Hmm. I think it'll be three to two flames and it's going to be another overtime game. I also have this game going to overtime, but I'm going to say the Rangers win it three to two in overtime. It just feels like, again, everything that happened last year, all the chaos, all the physicality and, and the, the fireworks and the, the come from behind wins for both teams. Yeah. Uh, it just feels like it's, it's destined to get to overtime and you know, the Raiders on top of that, they haven't played an overtime game this year in the regular season or in the preseason. So, I mean, they're just due for one. But, you know, if, I got to at least, you know, you say it's going to go into overtime. So so who gets the game winner for Calgary then? Oh, God. Uh, let's – Mackenzie Weger. He's okay. been uh, – he's had an, off, an uptick in his offensive production. And it's nice to see him shoot the puck. And what about for the Rangers? You know, I was going to say Adam Fox, but that last thing you said there about shooting the puck, it kind of <laughs> reminds me of our Timmy Panarin because he's been shooting the puck a lot more often this <laughs> year. And I think that's Laviolette and the coaching staff, you know, trying to get him to do that. 
and, uh, you know, scoring some goals. He had two goals in the most recent games, so he's feeling it right now. I'll say Artemi Panarin uh, in overtime for the Rangers. I, I mean, I wouldn't hate to see it. I think that he deserves something. I think that he's uh, he suffered enough last year. Yeah, he, he had a tough time last season in the playoffs, and I don't think anybody felt worse about it than he did. So yeah. it, it is nice to see Ranger fans still having his back this season and uh, him getting off to a hot start for the team for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like I said, uh, this is a ton of fun. Uh, we'll bring Nick next time. We'll do another yes. crossover um, when the Rangers play the Flames. Or I mean, who knows? They might strike a trade, strike a trade next month, or you never know what can happen. So you we'll, we'll definitely know. do this again. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much for having me and taking the time to talk with me. I greatly appreciate it. Of course, thank you, and uh, Ranger fans and Flames fans, uh, thank you guys as always for tuning in, and we will see you next time.